Welcome to the Millionaire Mindset Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Ack, and I want to help you develop your millionaire mindset so that you can grow your wealth, get rich, have the freedom you want, design, create, and live the life that you want. Let's go. When it comes to money, are you playing offense or defense? Um, That's a question that I'm going to ask you, but the truth is I already know. You're playing defense. And today I'm going to talk about defensive thinking and offensive thinking when it comes to your money. Now, right now, 99% of the people have a defensive mindset. In fact, I'm going to go even further. I'm going to say 99.9% of the people have a defensive mindset. And defensive means they're concerned about losing money, loss aversion. Loss aversion is huge, and it's what's stopping people from, you know, having the wealth that they want, becoming the millionaires that they want. Now, loss aversion is a cognitive bias that describes why the pain of losing is psychologically twice as powerful as the pleasure of gaining. Holy cow. We are twice as powerful about, oh my gosh, we might lose money than we are about the same amount of money as a gain. We're more worried about losing $20 than gaining $20. And it might not be $20. It might be $100. It might be $1,000. It might be $100,000. It might be a million. Whatever it is, it's twice as much. The loss felt from money and any other valuable object can feel worse than gaining the same thing, right? Now, I know I said any other valuable object, but uh, yeah, that's the truth. I mean, we do have things, jewelry, whatever, that, that holds value, not sentimental value. I'm talking monetary value. We can lose it and it would hurt twice as much than if we gained it. So that's where we're going to talk about today. And now I know I've always said that this is only going to be five to 10 minutes, but this is a topic that just gets me riled up. You can tell that I'm actually speaking faster than I normally do. So this might go over 10 minutes. So you find loss aversion in your in cognitive psychology. You find it in, in decision theory. You find it in behavioral economics. I mean, loss aversion is pretty big. It's in our everyday life. Now, Here's the funny thing. It's not always just for financial decisions. It's also, okay, I'll give you a little secret. It's in marketing too. And companies know this. And they use your loss aversion, um, cognitive bias in their favor. And they do this through um, free trial periods and rebate. Because you are more concerned about losing out on that than you are about gaining. And they know this, and this is why free trials work, and this is why rebates work. So, But let's get back to the money part of it, because, you know, <laughs> this is the Millionaire Mindset uh, podcast. So the larger the decision, the more emotionally challenging that decision becomes. Now, you don't put a lot of emotion into spending small amounts of money. 
and you know, like five dollars. You don't put a lot of emotion into it. So the larger the um, larger the amount of money, the more emotionally challenging it becomes. That's so we understand that because we should not be using emotion when it comes to making investments. Now, loss aversion, it, it significantly impacts our decision-making, and that leads to bad decisions. The thought of occurring loss keeps us from making well-calculated decisions, you know, like risk. I'm, I take risk. I take calculated risk. Uh, I'm going to share something with you. I risked it all one time. I don't, I don't mind losing. I mean, I hate losing. Let me get that straight. I hate losing. And I don't use the word hate very often. I hate losing. I like gaining. Um, but I also love the feel of the risk. You know, the, uh, the, the, the rush of the risk. And here's a little secret. I sometimes think, man, what if I did lose it all? The challenge of making it back. To me, it's kind of a thrill. You know, I'll be honest with you, it's kind of a thrill. I, I, that's why I don't mind taking the risks, because I get the thrill of getting it back. And yeah, so I actually took a risk one time, and I took every dime I had and took a risk on something to see if it was going to pay out. And it paid out, and it paid out much larger than I ever thought it was going to. I mean, it was like a 6x return. You know what? I didn't sleep the night I did it. I literally took every penny I had access to and laid it on out there. And and that catapulted me. So here's why it happens. Let's talk about why it happens. And But I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm actually going to talk to you about how to retrain your brain. Train the brain. And we're going to uh, change our mindset to it and build some wealth and become a millionaire. And this is the most important episode so far that you'll ever listen to. Now, loss aversion, it's caused by like a mixture, not like, it's caused by a mixture of things. Now you have your neurological makeup, you know, that's your brain. Your socioeconomical factors come into play. Also, your cultural background. What? Yeah, culture factors into it as well. So let's get into the brain a little bit. Now, there's three parts of the brain that factor into this. Now, the, the first part is the amygdala. This is the part of the brain which processes fear. You, you might have heard about people talk about uh, the amygdala part of the brain. And I know that I sometimes pronounce things wrong. I apologize for that. But that's the part of the brain that processes fear. And fear is in everybody. Fear is in me. Fear is in you. Fear is in everybody. And, and it's how your brain processes it. Uh, another podcast I'm going to talk about is how I process fear, and it was probably one of my biggest hurdles to get over, and also it was uh, one of the game changers for me. I used to feel fear in retreat. Now I feel fear in charge, and and it really, and it doesn't happen today. It's not a light switch. So uh, the next part of the brain is the Stradium. Now, I know that I always say stradium, but I, I know that I could be pronouncing it wrong. This is the part of the brain that does the prediction. 
this is a part of the brain that's like, eh, I'm predicting an error over there. So, you know, like it sees into the future. It kind of it doesn't see in the future, but it, it predicts what could happen. So now you have the part of the brain that processes fear and the part of the brain that predicts what could happen. We can see what's coming, can't we? And the third part is the insula. That part of the brain reacts to disgust. Like the, when you see something disgusting, you react to it. That's because that part of your brain is is now activated. So we have the three parts of the brain that process fear, that make prediction, and reacts to disgust. Gee, wonder where this is coming from or where it's going. I mean, it's not hard to figure out. And then you have the socioeconomical factors that, that come into play. Now, there's been studies done about the uh, socioeconomical part when it comes to loss aversion. And this is no secret. It's not hard to figure out. And I'm just going to lay out how the studies all come out pretty much the same. People in power are less um, likely to experience loss aversion. You know, like the more powerful a person is, people in power are less likely to feel loss aversion. Uh, that's because the powerful individuals, I mean, the, they're typically they're in a better position to accept loss if it occurs. So the more powerful position you are in, the less likely you are to have it because, you know what, it doesn't hurt as much. So that's a socioeconomical factor of it. And then there's the cultural part of it. Now, when I talk about culture here, there, there was a big study that was done um, by a Dr. Wang, Dr. Mi Wang. Uh, he surveyed, he did a big study of 53 different countries. And what he'd found is there is a big difference depending on what country you are. Now, Eastern Europeans, they have the most feeling of loss aversion. Eastern Europeans do. Now, I mean, I think of Eastern European, and I think of the old communist bloc. Uh, yeah, I can understand that. I mean, they're, they're a culture that, you know, historically got it taken away from. They lost. Now, then you look at, on the other side, the ones that most don't have it, like that, that don't feel it, are the African countries. Which I, I cannot explain. I, I'd have to, to read a lot more. I'd have to study a lot more. So culturally, it's different. If you're Eastern European, loss aversion is huge. If you're African, not so much. And when I'd read the study, I, I thought of myself. I thought to myself about my really good friend, uh, the Black Mentor. You know, he's from Africa, and there's a guy that man, he just digs in and goes. So uh, it kind of falls into place. You know, it, it kind of just backs it up a bit. All right, so now I've told you about it. I told you about offense and defense. I told you culturally. I told you what part of the brain. I've told you all of this, and I told you why it's holding you back. Now, I'm not going to leave you hanging there. How about I actually tell you how to avoid it, how to get rid of it, how to change your mindset? The first thing I'm going to talk about is framing. Now, so if there's a question that's asked... And, and it pertains to either a loss or a gain. You know, say uh, you frame a question that either a loss or a gain can change an individual's response, right? That's framing. So you're faced with this decision that, uh, of loss aversion. Try 
framing the question differently to highlight the potential gain of the transaction. So you're posed with a question or situation, and you could uh, lose or you can gain. And how the question is actually asked or how it's presented to you will have a huge, huge impact on your decision-making. What you need to do is frame it differently, reframe it, and look at it with more highlight on the potential gain of the transaction. In other words, look at the win of the question. That's the first thing to do is start framing things different because the first thing we do is is when you're presented with this situation, our natural reaction, loss aversion, fear, all of that goes right to the loss. What what am I going to lose? Not what am I going to gain? And And so the thing is, I'm going to say it right now because I run across this all the time. I coach people. And people, the first thing they always ask is, how much is coaching? They don't ask, what will it get me? They don't ask, what will the results be? Right? Because they're worried about pain and not getting. They're worried about losing and not gaining. And and as a coach, I see that and I recognize it right away. You know, it's pretty obvious to see. And I do think to myself, okay, you are just bathing yourself in loss aversion. You know, and and then I always take the conversation further because I really want to see more about the individual. And and, uh, that's really what I enjoy about talking to people and having uh, a well-developed understanding of human behavior. The next thing to do is putting the loss in perspective. Let's really put it in perspective because we don't really look at it with perspective because we look at it emotionally. So let's look at perspective and go, what is the worst outcome here? And if the worst outcome occurs, where will I be? So say you take a risk. I'm going to invest $50,000 in something. What's the worst outcome? Yeah, that I can lose $50,000, right? I mean, honestly, that's the worst outcome. Okay, then you think to yourself, if I lost $50,000, what does that do to me? You know, and and go, where where does that leave me? Well, it leaves you $50,000 shy of where you were earlier. Does it change your lifestyle? Does it change anything? You know what? The answer is probably no. Honestly, so the second thing is put the loss in perspective. Because the truth is, if you didn't invest that $50,000, you know where the $50,000 is sitting? In the bank. It's still doing nothing. It's just sitting there. You're not using it, right? Because we want that safety net because we play defense. We don't play offense. The third thing to do is rationalize the decision. Yes, look at it rationally. Now, when you do that, you're removing emotion. Take the emotion out of it, which is hard to do, right? Let's face it, when emotion is up, logic is down. When logic is up, emotion is down. And we do things so emotionally driven. And that's a whole other podcast. Oh, I'm excited about all these podcasts because I explain how, why people freeze and have great dreams and ideas and actually never get there. And it's emotionally why they don't live their best life and and uh, live their dreams. So that's it. I mean, honestly, you, you want to learn more, um, you know, reach out to me or attend my classes 
and you could definitely learn more. This is something I talk about a lot. I dig in deeper. Obviously, this is a really, really short podcast, so I, I give you the, the light version of it, but that's it. It, you know, it's framing, put the loss in perspective and ration, you know, you use rational decision when uh, going forward. That's what I have for you today. So if you love this podcast, please share it with somebody that you think can benefit from listening to it. Share it on your social media. Also, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and leave a review. Let the world know what you think of our podcast. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another episode. And I'm going to leave you with this. I know that you can become the person that you want to be and build the wealth that you want to have. And I know that you could design and create and live the life that you want. And I want to help you get there.